This is a Suno India production and you are listening to Pinjra Todkar. Trigger warning. This episode might include graphic references to topics such as sexual abuse, self-harm and violence. शुरू कब हुआ था पता नहीं मेरे को उतना याद नहीं है क्लियर मेरे को एक बात याद है कि मैं छोटी थी जो दरवाजे की कुंडी बंद करते ना वहां तक मेरा हाथ नहीं जाता था दिस इज पूजा अ 20 ईयर ओल्ड वुमन फ्रॉम हैदराबाद्स ओल्ड सिटी शी वर्क्स फॉर शाहीन जमीला निशाद्स ऑर्गेनाइजेशन दैट वर्क्स इन एंपावरिंग एंड एनेबलिंग वुमेन were survivors of domestic violence among different forms of violence perpetrated towards them Hi, I'm Rakesh Kamal, producer and co-founder of Suno India and guest host for today's episode of Pinjra Todkar. This podcast is conceived and produced by Gote Zentrum Hyderabad with support of Suno India and Bol Hyderabad. In this episode, we talk about how child sexual abuse is prevalent in the society and how we need to fight. According to World Health Organization, child sexual abuse is the involvement of a child in sexual activity that he or she does not fully comprehend, is unable to give informed consent to, or for which the child is not developmentally prepared and cannot give consent, or that violates the laws. According to the latest data by the National Crime Bureau, over 32,000 cases were reported in 2017, while almost 40,000 cases were reported in 2018 under the Prevention of Children from Sexual Offences Act (POCSO). POCSO Act 2012 is a comprehensive law to provide for the protection of children from offences of sexual assault, sexual harassment and pornography. It requires special treatment of cases related to child sexual abuse such as setting up special courts, special prosecutors and support persons for child victims. Suno India editor Padma Priya sat down with Pooja who works at Shaheen. 20-year-old Pooja is a survivor of child sexual abuse. In this episode, you'll also hear from child rights activist Padma Shri Awadi Shanta Sinha, founder secretary of MB Foundation and Ramesh Kidambi and Chavi Dawar from Break the Silence, a non-profit that works in raising awareness on child sexual abuse. Ramesh and Chavi also conduct workshops on how to inform children and create awareness on child sexual abuse. But first, we'll hear from Pooja. मैं 20 साल की हूँ अभी और मैं सुल्तान शाही वाल्मीकि नगर एरिया में रहती हूँ और मैं एक दलित कम्युनिटी से हूँ जो हरियाणवी दलित स्कैमिंग कम्युनिटी है तो मैं उसी कम्युनिटी से बिलोंग करती हूँ मेरा बचपन 
उतना ज़्यादा अच्छा नहीं था पढ़ाई मेरी सेवन्थ के बाद ड्रॉप हो गई थी उसके बाद में मैं शाहीन में मेहंदी सीखने के लिए ऐसा ज्वाइन हुई थी तो बचपन में मेरे साथ में सेक्शुअल हरासमेंट होता था मतलब हमारे एक अंकल थे रिलेटिव्स में ही थे तो सेक्शुअल हरासमेंट करते थे उनके अलावा घर में या दुकान पे मेरा एक फ्रेंड का भाई था और मतलब ऐसे ही बहुत हरासमेंट होती थी शुरू कब हुआ था पता नहीं मेरे को उतना याद नहीं है क्लियर मेरे को एक बात याद है कि मैं छोटी थी जो दरवाजे की कुंडी बंद करते ना वहाँ तक मेरा हाथ नहीं जाता था तो उतना याद है मेरे को मैं उतनी छोटी थी शुरू कब हुआ याद नहीं है जी और कब तक चला आपके साथ ये जो हमारे अंकल करते थे जो वो मैं बारह साल की थी तब तक चला था और हाँ मैं लास्ट बारह साल की थी तब तक उसके बाद में उन उनके बड़े भाई की शादी हो गई थी तो उनकी वाइफ घर में हमेशा रहती थी तो हम लोग उतना नहीं होता था उसके बाद में और आपने कभी अपने माँ बाप मम्मी पापा से ये बात बताई शेयर नहीं की नहीं आ, हम हमारे घर में मतलब उतना स्पेस नहीं था हमारे फादर कभी भी जॉब नहीं करते थे हमारी कम्युनिटी में ऐसा ही है मतलब स्कैवेंजिंग कम्युनिटी है और औरतें ही ज़्यादा काम करती आदमी नहीं करते आ, आपने सेवन्थ के बाद स्कूल क्यों छोड़ दिया आ, हम प्राइवेट स्कूल में जाते थे और फीस नहीं भरने की वजह से आ, स्कूल में आने नहीं दे रहे थे और गवर्नमेंट स्कूल में हमारे फादर नहीं जाने दे रहे थे तो इसलिए ड्रॉप हो गए थे ड्रॉप हो गए थे जी तो शाहीन के पास आप कब गए मैं तेरह चौदह साल की कुछ थी स्कूल ड्रॉप होके एक डेढ़ साल हो रहा था जब ही टू थाउजेंड ट्वेल्व में ही ट्वेल्व लेवल में ही ड्रॉप हो गया था तो उसके बाद से ही मैं शाहीन में मेहंदी सीखने के लिए आना स्टार्ट करी थी तो उसी के जरिए जी कैसे पता चला आपको शाहीन के बारे में मेरे घर के मतलब मेरे नेबर्स शाहीन में पहले से स्टूडेंट थे और क्योंकि हम ड्रॉप हो गए थे तो वो लोग हमें बताते रहते थे कि ऐसा सेंटर है तुम आके सीख लोगे तो आगे काम आएगा तो आज आना अच्छा रहता बोल के उस उसके लिए गए थे हाँ वहाँ पर हर कोर्सेस रहते अच्छा बट मैं मेहंदी का कोर्स पूरा नहीं करी थी आधा सीखी थी उसके बाद में कंप्यूटर क्लासेस स्टार्ट हो गए थे तो मैं वो आधा छोड़ के कंप्यूटर में चले गई थी फिर कंप्यूटर कोर्स चल रहा था फिर टेंथ के एग्जाम्स दिला रहे थे वहाँ से ओपन के जरिए तो फिर मैं एजुकेशन में जुड़ गई ऐसे ही एक्टिविटीज़ में वहीं से जुड़ती रही तो आपने अभी खत्म कर दिया आपका टेंथ हाँ टेंथ हो गया और इंटर हो गया इंटर हो गया जी, क्या, किया, क्या किया आपने इंटर में इंटर में नॉर्मल सोशोलॉजी में अच्छा और अब क्या कर रहे हो आप अभी डिग्री डिग्री किस में कर रहे हो ओपन से ही है बी में बी में कर रहे हो तो ये जब आपको रियलाइजेशन हुआ कि आपके साथ जो गलत हो रहा था तब आप कितने उम्र के थे और क्या आप इसके बारे में शाहीन में बात कर पाई थी मेरे को मैं शाहीन में आना स्टार्ट करी थी ना तो शाहीन में अवेयरनेस प्रोग्राम्स होते जिसमें हमें गुड टच बैड टच पे पूरा बताते तो उसी में ही मुझे मालूम हुआ था कि मेरे साथ में जो भी पहले होता था उसको सेक्शुअल हरासमेंट बोलते वो सब गलत है तो शाहीन से ही मालूम हुआ था मेरे को बट मैं जब ही नहीं बताई काफ़ी टाइम के बाद जब मैं शाहीन में मतलब मैं जब स्टूडेंट थी तभी पता चल गया था कि सेक्शुअल हरासमेंट है बट जब मैं जॉब ज्वाइन करी उसके बाद में मैं शेयर करी थी उसके बारे में और जब आपने शेयर किया तो आपको कैसे लगा अच्छा तो लगा मेरे को मैं फर्स्ट टाइम किसी से शेयर करी और जब मिला मैम ना अच्छे से बैठ के सुन रहे थे वो मेरे को घर में भी कभी माहौल नहीं मिला कि कोई बैठ के मेरी बात सुने आप अपना जो कम्यूनिटी है उसके बारे में थोड़ा बताइए वहाँ पर लड़कियाँ 
स्कूल जाते हैं पढ़ते हैं जिस कम्युनिटी में हम रहते हैं वहाँ पर लड़कियाँ स्कूल जाते हैं बट आफ्टर प्यूबर्टी वो कहीं ना कहीं रुक जाते हैं मतलब अलग अलग रीजंस रहते हैं एक तो गरीबी का रीज़न है क्योंकि वहाँ पर आदमी ज़्यादा काम नहीं करते स्कैमेजिंग का काम ज़्यादा चलता वहाँ पर और औरतें ही वो काम ज़्यादा करती हैं तो अकेले वो पूरा घर संभालना फिर आदमी पी के जुआ खेलना ये वो चलता ऐसे माहौल है वहाँ पर और सेफ्टी नहीं है आदमी क्या करते बाहर बैठ के जुआ खेलना ऐसा रहते तो कहीं भी आना जाना रहे तो भी सेफ्टी की प्रॉब्लम होती उसके वजह से भी लड़कियों को स्कूल छुड़ा देते कि वहाँ से नहीं जाना अच्छा नहीं है रास्ता ये वो बोल के इसके बाद कभी आपने मम्मी के साथ शेयर किया आपके साथ क्या हुआ था नहीं शाहीन शाहीन में ही हम शेयर करते थे हमारे मतलब शाहीन के स्टाफ के ऊपर एक मूवी बनी थी पिंजरों की उड़ान वो मूवी हमारे मम्मी देखे उसमें भी मैं ऐसी इंटरव्यू दी थी तो उसके जरिए उनको मालूम हुआ था तो जब उनको मालूम हुआ उनको कैसे फील हुआ मैं पूछी भी नहीं उन्होंने बताया भी नहीं <laughs> बात भी नहीं किया इसके बारे में नहीं There are many children who become victims of child sexual abuse and are often unable to share what they are going through leading to often lifelong trauma. We reached out to Ramesh Kadambi, a citizen led organization which works towards raising awareness on child sexual abuse. A couple of years ago a group of citizens uh, got together and we decided that uh, we have to address you know address that are less not really spoken about and that issue was child sexual abuse. now as we all know child sexual abuse is uh, you know very rampant in society unfortunately no one talks about it we got to got around to start this uh, initiative and um, typically break the silence meaning we wanted to talk about it and our focus was more on prevention of uh, um, child sexual abuse i will be mentioning it as csa as we go along we know that csa like you said is very pervasive in the society um what do you think are some of the factors for this why would an adult engage in a sexual activity with uh, a person who is uh, you know one fourth is or her age but i think um it's just that children uh, are easy targets and uh, and i think people who abuse children are somewhere very 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 incomplete in their whole being yeah and mind you and i talk about um, you know people who are doing this it's not that there's something wrong with them at all they are perfectly normal people and uh, extremely articulate they're well educated so you can't even say that you know this is something to do with lack of education and this is pattern across the world if you see this it's not that a particular category of people will do this as a society there seems to be a lot of uh, you know hesitation and denial about csa Uh, in your experience working in this field, uh, why do you think this happens? Why do you think there's so much of hesitation and denial about CSA? Because we don't speak about it. Because we don't break the silence on this. Because as adults, and because we don't speak, the adult perpetrator actually gets away with this. And most adults, most uh, uh, you know, you talk to an average person, and then you say, "Oh, does it really happen? Do you think uh, adults do this to children?" for example if the perpetrator is an uncle and this is uncle happens to be the uh, breadwinner for that family and uh, uh, what would the mother of the child do except to be uh, you know silence there so there are many issues that you know that prevent um, people from taking action about this and also it's in mostly as i've said it's uh, 
you know, sheer apathy, I would say. That even if it's no, no, it is your imagination because it is something that you can't imagine. And a normal person would not do this to a child. You know, we have so many other problems like poverty, like societal problems that everything else becomes, you know, non-priority for us, which is, you know, unfortunate. Since you were talking about CSA, there's this misnomer that uh, CSA, uh, it is often about the girl child that we talk about. See, that's also uh, related to patriarchy sometimes. And then they always say we only talk about uh, protect your girl, protect the girl child. Well, girls are as important and as vulnerable as boys, but uh, I would believe that boys are um, equally uh, vulnerable. I mean, if I go by the last uh, statistics, one in six girls and one in 10 boys uh, go through child sexual abuse. And also the nature when it comes to boys being abused is um, it's even more difficult um, because there's gender issues involved and you know, a lot of other things that uh, a boy generally will not, you know, come forward and, you know, report it. It's as difficult for anyone. It's like, uh, uh, it's very difficult for a girl or a boy to talk about. And uh, that is, a, that's one other reason why the perpetrator actually, uh, you know, takes advantage of the child and he'll tell the child, listen, no one's going to believe you. Okay. So the child actually, for a child, the adult is, whatever the adult says, and in most cases, what happens, the perpetrator is somebody very close to the child. 90% is someone very close to the child. Here we are talking about fathers, maternal uncles, mamas, chachas. Uh, and, um, and when the perpetrator, in some rare cases where the uh, female perpetrator and it is a uh, young male child, it could be an aunt. So most of the time, the, uh, the, the perpetrator is someone very, very close to the child. And this child is typically looks to that other person for love and affection. So it is this these people who actually work on the psyche of the child. Okay, So most often than not, like if you ask uh, the, the number of boys that I have spoken to, uh, and when the perpetrator is an uncle uh, or a mama or someone like when, they, when it's an adult male, they, uh, many of them have told me, you know what, I thought all uncles show affection in this manner. Can you imagine how a child is manipulated to actually think? And he says, maybe I thought that this is how all uh, uh, um, elder men behave. And this is a very normal thing. A while back, you were talking about how CSA affects both boys and girls. How do they cope? The signs of uh, CSA would be like uh, low grades, uh, low self-worth, children tend to get angry. They just learn to live with the pain. And somewhere it's so buried that they just don't talk about it, but it will manifest in other ways. Like, for example, I know this child that during the time the abuse was happening, this child would, you know, wet his pants all the time. Uh, he would, uh, had lost control over his bowel. So these are, I mean, these, uh, these are things that, uh, you know, children kind of, uh, these signs are there, but yet society doesn't see these signs. Family would not have seen the signs. You are not a willing partner in this this whole process. So it's it's confusion, it is anger, it is uh, humiliation, it is uselessness. It's a feeling of uh, you know uh, dirtiness. What is your advice to the parents? How can they talk about CSA with them and give them confidence? See, I think first of all, parents need to wake up to the fact that there is a very good chance that my son or daughter 
can go through child sexual abuse now after having understood this fact now ideally if you really ask me i don't teach my you know 10 year old child or a 8 year old child to cross the highway so you may ask so why the hell should i teach my child about keeping my keeping him or her safe uh, uh, himself safe from perpetrators who will harm them sexually unfortunately the time has now come that as much as i would not like to you know talk about this to my child but has become very imperative for every parent to talk to the child about being safe now uh, how they sp- need to speak to their child is they have to speak to a child in an in, in a age appropriate manner and also in a manner that has zero sexuality involved so how do i talk to a child who is who has absolutely no understanding of anything of this and rightfully so so what parents need to know is basically start teaching them and telling them very simple things that no one is allowed to touch you no one is allowed to show you their private parts or adults ask you to show their private parts these kind of conversations need to start in a very simple way at least touching what is a safe touch and what is an unsafe touch just to put it very simply i just explain what a safe touch is a safe touch is when you come back from school your mama gives you a hug how do you feel you feel really nice okay that is safe anything that doesn't make you feel safe in your head is an unsafe touch so we don't talk about good touch bad touch because every child you know the antennas automatically go up when something is not right so we tell parents that when a child says no i don't want to go there i don't want to meet that uncle i don't want to meet that auntie respect that and don't push your child learn to communicate with your child that is the only way and we at break the silence uh, you know have a format where we uh, do this to children we teach children tell them that things that are yours for example they'll say my shirt my dress my pencil box so if your pencil box is taken by your um, you know another boy in your class what do you do i'll go and tell my teacher so like that then your water bottle your water bottle your dress and slowly we bring this down to body parts like the areas between your chest the um, the area between your leg and buttock is your private part that's why you cover them you know and if somebody tries to see them or somebody wants you to show their these parts you come and report it to your parents so this is how we do it ramesh tells us that often when they are doing these modules in schools there have been instances where children have related to it so much that they have broke down crying he told us how as per poxo law it is mandatory to report when we find out a child is being abused model guidelines under section 39 of protection of children from sexual offences act 2012 by the ministry of women and child development states that section 21 of poxo act 2012 requires mandatory reporting of cases of sexual abuse to the law enforcement authorities and applies to everyone including parents doctors and school personnel failure to report a suspicion of a child abuse is an offence under the act the legislation makes it clear that the reporting obligation exists whether the information was acquired through the discharge of professional duties or within a confidential relationship any private person who fails to report suspected child abuse having acquired the information in the discharge of his or her professional responsibilities commits a summary conviction offence let me also talk about the law right now because it's now after the poxo law it's now mandatory for uh, as a citizen of this country any of us if we know a child is being uh, abused it is our bounded duty to go and report it to the police 
so we normally encourage schools to either call the parent and talk to the parent or you know just tell the police station that you know i think there is something wrong here noted children's activist shanta sinha founder secretary of me foundation and padmashri awadi also spoke with us about the history of the poxo act and how it came into being the other common problem that seems to be also causing girls to either lose out on opportunities or drop out of school um and also i think just be very severely affected is child abuse um we spoke to a survivor who was from a very poor uh, family and belonging to a dalit family um and she said that she didn't even have the vocabulary to explain what is happening to her and we know that it is again a very pervasive problem has been for you know sure. for many years now um what when you were the chairperson for ncpcr what were some of the steps that you took to combat child sexual abuse i think uh, when i joined the ncpcr by then the ministry by 2007 came up with a report on sexual yeah. abuse and one major finding uh, of that was that it is mostly by known persons in the family uh, or in the neighborhood uh, that became a very important uh, document to take forward in the commission that is when i had insisted on an act to combat sexual abuse mm-hmm. at that time the ministry was considering to put an omnibus law of putting all aspects of violence on children like child marriage child trafficking uh, sexual abuse everything as one uh, omnibus law but in the commission i had to make a plea that we will have to treat sexual abuse as something entirely different and i had written to them i had got permission from government of india for the commission to do the draft for the poxo that we now have so we worked for one whole year on a draft and uh, i am quite happy that the draft is now become a law and most of what we had recommended has become has been adopted by the ministry we were of course not happy with the fact that they have criminalized sexual violence uh, uh, i mean a normal uh, exploratory uh, sexual uh, uh, relationship Uh, between uh, among adolescent children that we we didn't want that to happen we wanted exceptions to be made for children between 16 to 18 years but that has not happened but otherwise i think poxo uh, a major contribution to the work poxo would go to the ncpcr at that time yeah um talking about poxo how much so i mean it has a lot of these very very important again very progressive suggestions about having a separate court for children um for in camera hearings um but just in terms of reporting of child sexual abuse do you think that still remains a problem i think yes i mean and and no so i would think that there has been a change that has occurred and greater awareness at least in the system in the society there has to be greater discussion on poxo not many are aware and also one would think that sexual abuse happens only among the poor you know that it is uh, again cuts across classes there can be a child abuse sexually even among the rich uh, there is a denial that these things don't happen in rich families you know your uh, 
uh, which is totally untrue. So there has to be a greater discussion on poxo perhaps in schools uh, of rich and poor and greater awareness and knowledge of it. So I would think it's a very important act that requires greater awareness uh, and also greater alertness of the police. In and We have all heard about how slow the system of justice is. Uh, there has to be a correction in that as well. We also spoke with Chavi to know more about sexual abuse and how to create awareness on child sexual abuse. Chavi became a personal safety educator in 2017 when she came across the non-profit organization Break the Silence. That coupled with her own experience of surviving child sexual abuse led her to put together a module on the issue which she teaches children. In 2019, she was selected for a program called She Creates Change during which time she launched an online petition demanding to bring this personal safety education to all school across the country. So there have been close to 40,000 students that I have interacted with around a span of let's say last 4 years in around 30 to 50 schools and uh, this is of course not a fact that boys are not abused and it's only girls who are at the risk. Now the idea why boys are being abused and it's still we are still silent about it is because you know the whole dynamics of abuse when it is taking place with a girl and a boy are different. When the perpetrator is you know the target the victim is a child girl child the idea is to have a powerful dynamic control over the child over the girl child with the boys it's a little different how that is because we we are involving the the perpetrator is involving the boy with the sense of this toxic masculinity let's say examples like oh you haven't played this game this is a game that makes you a macho man okay come i'll show you something that when you do that you become a strong man so all of these ideas and games around becoming a man out of it is i think has kept it more silent because boys have not come out and spoken about it as much as girls uh in schools when i've done sessions of course my modules are gender neutral i make sure that the schools allow me to take the session together for both boys and girls because the idea of the problem and of the gender sensitivity involved in it needs to come in and that will only come in when both the genders are there in the room and yes there have you know there has uh, there have been overwhelming response from something as simple as uh really somebody touched me in a bad way does that make me bad and you know i have to tell that little child class 4th 5th or 6th that no it doesn't make you bad rather you're strong because you've come out and told me and now we can help you so uh, there are there is no bias in the ratio when it comes to kids coming and talking to us not at all both of them are getting abused and as parents it's very very important that we keep both of them protected uh, i was in one of these parents session and one of the parent himself told me that i have two daughters and i make sure that i go everywhere they are going and i know whom they are meeting but i'm sure if i had two boys i would just leave them on the road you see so there that's that's the mentality that we need to change that a child is a child and the protection of a child comes in the hands of adults and we as adults have to sort of keep them protected keep them empowered let them have the power of no so that they know when something is going wrong they can say no and find a space safe space with their parents and teachers so uh, what do you advise to parents then uh, when they uh, how do you talk with them about csa 
well we sort of have a uh, you know a design ppt where when we first introduce the topic of csa because it is so hard for them to to begin to at least talk about it to understand it something as basic as you know i sort of wrote an article sometime back and uh, people came out to me saying oh, we are sorry you were raped now adults need to understand that child sexual abuse is not just about rape cause rape is a part of it but something as simple as showing a pornographic material on phone to a child to penetrative sex is child sexual abuse and we have to you know sort of protect our children from the whole spectrum of it from both touch based abuse and non touch based abuse so it becomes important that first parents understand as to what csa is what are the categories what is the law in this country to protect children what is the punishment involved in it and also they need to understand i don't know if you've heard of it or not but there is this term called grooming hmm. now grooming is a process that the perpetrator uses to gain trust and then seek the sexual gratification and maintain control over our children so it's very very important that this process of grooming is told to parents so that at each stage they sort of know what are the changes in behavior they can see in their child what are the psychological changes they might see in a child going through sexual abuse and how they can help the child also why parents need to be addressed and we sort of make it a point that we first do a session for teachers then for parents and then for children because if a child is empowered and something is going wrong and the child goes back home and tells his or her parents about it and the parents are not empowered with the knowledge of it they might not be able to help the child so it becomes very very important that parents first of all understand what csa is what all is under the bigger umbrella of csa how and they can start a conversation with their children because you know our parents are not raised uh with the idea that they have to talk to their children about sex about abuse or about personal safety or safe or unsafe touch so we sort of empower parents as to how they can start a open communication at home how they need to empower their children because they are their children's trusted adult and if the information comes from them it is so much more empowering for the child so all of this is that we cover for the session for parents as well as for teachers because kids are at school most of the time and teachers can actually observe signs and symptoms of something going wrong with the child not just sexual abuse any sort of abuse or any other problem that the child might be facing what do you think is the way forward especially for you at break silence and so that's exactly uh, why i formulated the petition that i did on change.org or break the silence so this petition is addressed to cbsc asking all cbsc schools to have at least yearly once mandatory personal safety education program for all kids uh idea is once cbse takes it up we can ask the state and icse boards to take it up and so that and with the latest poxo amendment of 2020 personal safety education is a mandate now for all schools but no schools are actually following it i also had a meeting with the ncpcr chairperson mr priyank anangu in march and he told me that you know we we are at at a dearth of educators like you we don't have enough people who are trained to talk to children about it and so the first thing that the government is looking at is training these trainers who can sort of go out and uh, you know empower children so as a uh, break the silence as a team what i or ramesh or us all of us look out uh, to do in the coming few years is train more trainers and as part of that just last week i did a session with 50 volunteers 
from Volunteer Cause, Cause, which is a Bangalore-based uh, sort of citizens initiative again, where young people volunteer for different causes. Our way forward is empower kids and enlighten adults as to what their role can be to prevent CSA. And the more the people talk about it, the more we are able to break the silence, uh, we are looking for, forward for a solution there. I would still like to stress through the medium of Suno India that parents and adults in the family have a very, very important role to play when it comes to keeping our children safe. And one of the prime things that every parent should remember is that a child has his or her right to opinion. Let the child feel what he or she is feeling. Our duty as adults is to sort of assert those feelings, is to empower those feelings. Let the child feel whatever the child is feeling. Just let him or her be. Now, when we do that, when we acknowledge their feelings, when we let them be, they're going to learn this idea of self-love, the idea of not feeling lonely. And that's very, very important for a child coming up. Also empower your child with the power of no is what I tell every adult that I meet. Now, when I so one of the rules of personal safety is that if somebody is trying to look, touch or talk about your private body parts, except to keep them clean and healthy, shout out a loud no. Now, just telling the child that shout out a loud no is not going to help the child. We as adults have to empower the child with that no. Now, when I say that, what do I mean? If your child is feeling uncomfortable doing something or uncomfortable in presence of somebody, it's as simple as this. If an uncle walks in the house and the uncle is just trying to pull the child's cheek or trying to kiss the child or just asking the child to sit in his, his lab and the child is not comfortable and he's reluctant, he's pushing himself back. But we as parents, what do we do? No, no, it's okay. Go sit in uncle's lab or go give uncle a kiss. Now, what we have done here is that we have put in our child's mind that it's okay for you to do something that you're uncomfortable with. And tomorrow, if a perpetrator is doing something similar, is trying to break the boundary of touch in an unsafe way, the child is going to be confused. He's going to think about this time when the parent was okay pushing the child forward when the child wasn't feeling safe. So it's important that as parents, we listen to their no, we acknowledge it, we empower them with it. So it's okay for a child to not feel comfortable about it. And as adults, let us, you know, support them in that. That way, if tomorrow something unsafe is happening, they will come running to you and tell you about it. And I'm very sure about it. So as parents and as adults in the family, give them right to opinion, raise them with self-love. And empower them with no. That's very, very important. And of course, keep having a conversation with them about safe, unsafe touch, about their private body parts. That's important. Pooja is on her path to healing. For Pooja, Shaheen has presented an opportunity to become a leader in her community. She has completed her bachelor's in social work and going forward, she says she wants to create more leaders like her. मैं फील्ड वर्कर के साथ साथ एक लीडर भी हूँ शाहीन में लड़कियों के ऐसे ग्रुप्स है जिसमें हम लोग लड़कियों के साथ में काम करते हैं लीडरशिप के ऊपर तो लड़कियाँ खुद लीडरशिप लेके अपनी कम्युनिटीज़ में काम करें तो वैसे ही मेरे को और लीडर्स तैयार करना है लड़कियों के साथ भी और जो काम हम लोग कर रहे इक्वालिटी के लिए उसमें सिर्फ लड़कियाँ ही नहीं लड़कों को भी पार्टिसिपेट करना ज़रूरी है तो मेरा मतलब मैं चाहती हूँ कि लड़कों के साथ भी काम करना जैसे हम लोग लीडर्स बनाए ग्रुप्स बनाए तो उन लोगों के भी ग्रुप्स रहना उन लोगों भी समझना कि ये काम जरूरी है और उन लोगों को भी इसमें पार्टिसिपेट करना है 
child sexual abuse is more common than we know and is a stark reality all over the world. As per the Global Status Report on Preventing Violence Against Children 2020, an estimated 1 billion children or 1 out of 2 children worldwide suffer from some form of violence each year. The COVID-19 pandemic and the physical distancing measures imposed in response to it have greatly increased the risk of intra-family violence and online abuse. School closures have impacted more than 1.5 billion children and youth. Parents and children need to be made aware to break the silence, stigma around child sexual abuse. There is a need to educate and aware the parents and children about the warning signs of sexually abusing behaviors. POXO Act empowers children from holding adults accountable. The Act incorporates child-friendly procedures for reporting, recording, investigation and trial offenses. The Act provides for stringent punishment which have been graded as per the gravity of the offense. For more information, please call Childline number 1098 available all over India. Childline India Foundation is a non-government organization that operates a telephone helpline called Childline for children in distress. You can also reach out to other NGOs mentioned in the transcript of the episode for more information. Thank you for listening to this episode of Pinjra Thotkar. This podcast is conceived and produced by Gothi Zantram Hyderabad with the support of Suno India and Bol Hyderabad. You can listen to all episodes of Pinjra Thotkar on our website sunoindia.in or any podcasting app of your choice. This podcast is also available on Gothi Zantram and Bol Hyderabad websites. Thank you.